Good evening, Patriots. Yes, and it's the night for Expedition Cafe. We've got two amazing guests coming on this evening, which I'll introduce here in just a moment. These is Abigail Peterson and Leah Lumba, who if you were listening to last night's show, you got a chance to hear them. They are on fire with the Holy Spirit, and they've got a new new channel on YouTube, which we're going to talk about and get everybody to sign up to, which is great, and all these good things. So I'm excited to have them on, and we'll get to that in just a moment. Before we get going tonight, just to call out for our sponsors, remember that this time that they are trying to destroy our economy and in doing so they're trying to take away your ability to have food and that all these things are happening at once to where they want to break your will so you don't have, you're caught short on food. Make sure you got your emergency food supplies taken care of and to do that, go to preparewithbars.com, preparewithbars.com. There you're going to find the four month or four week rather emergency food package from My Patriot Supply. It's awesome and it is Exactly what you need with $60 off right now in this special. It's fantastic. So they have 2,000 calories a day. They're sealed in four-layer packages. They have a 24-year shelf life. Everything you need keeps you going. And that's exactly what we need for these sort sort of in crazy disruptions we've been having, whether it's power, riots, EMPs, whatever else. It's all there. So check it out. Go on to preparewithbars.com, preparewithbars.com, and you'll see that four-week 
emergency food kit and you'll be super happy you did it and you'll get one for every member of your family and you'll be writing me notes going, Bart's, thank you so much because the city's stopped getting food delivered by the truckers because we have a stupid mayor in New York that decided that we want to try to sue Trump for $350 million and the truckers said they won't deliver food anymore. So thank you. That's what's that's what you're going to say. And it's all good. So check it out. Patriots, you know how I feel about this whole thing. It's, I mean, I this whole show is about literally about expression and about creativity and about everything we're doing. That's why I brought back Expedition Cafe. We had Brian Kahenick on two weeks ago. We had the Thayers on last week talking about film. This week, we're going to have some youthful talent. And it is, it's inspiring because this is the, the forum that our youth uses is social media. And these two young ladies have just shown they have just like a total passion for Jesus, which I'm excited about. And on top of it, they are also been, it's been a wonderful relationship in ministering that they received from Michelle and Leah Svensson of the Resistance Chicks. And you, you just start to see really the power of when we come together to raise up our youth. Our youth is are the future. And that's the thing is, and we and when we see this, I'm, I get excited because I'm like, wow, you know, we, we wait half our lifetime to have some of the gifts these two young ladies have. And they were just at a revival, bringing healing and everything else. We're going to talk all about that. So let's do this. Let me introduce you to... Abigail Peterson and Leah Lumba. Hi, Abigail. How are you doing? Hey, is my mic on? It is on. We can't, we, we definitely, yes, let's, let's go. It's right. And hey, Leah, how are you? Are, uh, how are you? Leah? I'm so, so, so good. So excited to be back on. Oh, this is awesome. Yeah, okay. So, so this excited is excited to be back on. All right. Let's start with this. I want to start right out the shoot, right out the, what is the name of your YouTube channel? The Revolutionary Revivalist. Okay. Yes. So you, yes. I just checked it out a little bit ago. You only have like five videos right now, right? Yeah. So far. There's yeah. going to be more though. Yeah, I've been working on it. I put in a lot. Okay. You're oh, going to be yeah. busy. So what we're going to do, because right now there is a, the URL is kind of hard to, there is not a dedicated URL for the channel yet because it's new on YouTube. So what we're going to do is put it under the podcast after the show and it will say, Revolutionary Revivalist, and it'll say, click on this link, then it'll take you to YouTube, and then I want everybody to sign up and be a sub on this channel. I want to see this channel get like, you know, I'd like to see like a thousand Bars Nation people on there. And that would be awesome would be to cool. kind of boost that up. Yeah, I think I already good. got a comment already. Oh, check that someone out. someone from yesterday. So I'm like, ooh, we got people listening. Of course. you. What All do you right. think is going to happen? Come on. Like, this is serious. Yeah, yeah you're, we're, you're, we're you're, doing you're real business here right here. All right, so let's let's talk about each of you. I'm going to start with Leah right now. So Leah, and and because Leah Faith is not here, we can actually call you Leah. Otherwise, we're going to have to call you Little Leah. But we're call, we'll call you Leah. Leah, I want to hear a little bit about you because there's some pretty amazing things. Um, your mom's been listening to the channel for four years, which is pretty crazy and amazing, and I'm blessed. But equally, people don't real even realize a lot about you. We heard about you last night, but you're also a martial arts instructor, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Yeah. The, and right. at 15 years old. All right. So let's, let's talk about this. Let's go. Talk us a little bit about what you're doing. So I started doing jujitsu when I was, I think, seven or eight. And I seriously fell in love with it and just fell in love with the technique behind it and all like the discipline and the hard work that comes into it. And then like, about like a year or two ago, I started instructing some of the younger students at my gym and the younger kids. And I just feel such a connection 
with the younger kids and like the toddlers and the younger students and teaching them and teaching them like discipline and self-defense and all these important things that you need to have throughout the rest of your life. And I just feel such a passion for doing the sport, but also instilling others with that same ability. That is awesome. So do you see this as part of ministry as, as well? Definitely. Oh, that's fantastic. All right, Abigail, mm-hmm. you your dad is a pastor, correct? Is that correct? He's actually not. My uncle is a pastor, and then my grandpa, and then like three of my other uncles are pastors as well. So, oh, but my dad, he's like, I would technically consider him technically a pastor at this point <laughs> because he's like obsessed with the Word of God and everything. So, That's no, good. but yes, at the same time, kind of. <laughs> All right, so, and and your passion's music, right? Yes. Okay, so yes. I, I also, yeah, I love ahead. I love like kind of the lines of Leah at the same time, but this thing is my best friend. I love music. <laughs> All right. So yes. I just, I'm going to highlight that you're 16, correct? Yes. Okay. And, and Leah, you're 15. Yes. Okay. We're going to talk a lot about stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now when, when you, by the time tonight, I'm going to tell everybody by the time tonight, if you are not lit with the Holy <laughs> spirit and lit with all of the fantastic energize that you have, it's going to be crazy. Now, before we get going, I have to make an announcement because that's really important for Bars Nation. So you got to bear with me, okay? This is really important because yes. I almost forgot. It's like a big deal because otherwise it'll get stuck at the end of the show and nobody will hear it and we can't have that, okay? Oh, All right. Yeah. So today, everybody, we launched our Give, Send, Go, and it's already amazing how much – and we've just raised about $2,700 literally in the last two hours, which is crazy. Um, and thank you. But we've launched the Give, Send, Go, and the Give, Send, Go there is – for the get get this property off the market in Flemingsburg, Kentucky. This is where we had Bards Fest one or three, which was last November or I say November. It's actually last September, and so this is just super super important. So we are in a kind of a, a high pressure situation, so to speak, but it's all God. The doors open suddenly for us to be able to get the money to secure this property off the market and then go to phase two of our funding. And Willie, the owner, has literally given us unbelievable terms that we're going forward. It's crazy. And he just, he wants it to be sold to Bars Nation. And this is a place that has 210 or so camping spots. As you remember, it's got an outdoor pavilion enough to hold 500 people covered. It's got a stage. It's got a green room. It's got a private lake. It's got bathrooms and showers for all the campers. And it's just fantastic. So this is going to be, and you can go, we'll have our Give, Send, Go up. It's easy. It's just givesendgo.com forward slash Flemings, Flemingsburg. That's it. You'll find it. And I'm telling you right now, it is, we've already been generating lots of activity. We have the link out there on social media. We're going to put the link below the podcast. I'm going to drive this hard. This is an incredible opportunity because this is going to become our anchor point. And just, let me just do this because I think it's important. I got to pull it up here in a minute. So I'm going to just read to you a little bit about what we're talking about. And I prayed on this all day when I did this the deal today. I prayed on this all day and it was like, okay, God, what do you want this? What do you want to say in this in the, for me to say about it? And this is literally what how God defined what this property is going to be. Okay. It's the home. It'll be the home for Bards Fest and Jesus Centered events. It's going to be a kingdom stronghold a location to prepare the saints for the work in the ministry, training and building the ecclesia and governmental authority, building the church 
without walls, uniting the tribes of the remnant, training and awakening the fivefold ministry, apostolic, prophetic, healing, deliverance, and raising the dead. I like that last one. I want to do a lot more of that. That's going to be cool. Uh, a national center for of revival and repentance, center for spiritual healing, a stronghold for Operation Vineyard, which you all know is about children, rescue, heal, and restore God's children, training center for prayer and spiritual warfare, strategic coordination center for kingdom, center to awaken the gifts and talents of God has called in each of us, center to inspire God's cultural gifts of writing, music, storytelling, and traditional crafts, location to train the talents of land stewardship, with Jeremiah 6.16, ancient paths, and awakening the warrior hearts in Christ. So I'm just really, this is about sewing in. And we want to get everybody in Bars Nation to sew into this. This is phase one of, of fundraising. The next phase will be larger, but this gets the property off the market. This money all goes into the escrow account, and it will hold that property until we raise the next level. And the, the terms are amazing, and they're working with us to help make this come, become reality. So I'm asking you all, if you are so called to join us, so into this, and let's make this everything we can. And if you can't, I understand. We just would love your prayers. That would be fantastic. Prayer is going to be the most important thing, and we trust that this is going to happen. But this is a huge thing for God. It is God's calling us to do, and I'm just completely energized by it. So there we go. Okay, now we're going to go back to our wonderful interview. That was that was the commercial That's break. That's powerful. Yeah, that yeah. is so. That in itself is powerful. Yes. Wow. Did you get? Did we, you like? We a, have actually we heard about that, and we've been talking about this. Oh my and goodness. We've just been talking about how amazing that is. Like, man, wow. <laughs> it's exciting, That's isn't good. it? It's exciting. Oh yeah. yeah. So I mean, and this will kind of this will tie in too because like this whole thing is about inspiring our our younger talent like yourselves, right? This is really what we want to do. We want to lift up. And you guys have such a powerful voice. We talked about this last night. And I do want to touch a little bit on this as we just talk about who you are and like what your vision is. But let's start with that. Let's talk about what you, your vision is for this channel, because that's not just something you're doing lightly, right? Yeah. No. Okay. So I'm going to, Abigail, no, you, go, no you go first. Let's hear what yes. you got. Yeah. So I was just now, I was just thinking about this and I was just like coming to the Lord, like, just simply asking, like, what is it? Like, because I've been driven, honestly, it's been like three, four years I've wanted to do this. I've been asking the Lord, like, how do I do this? I want to do this. I don't want to just like start something and it's not going to have worth. I want it to really not only just get out there to people, but like, I want it to have an inspiration and I want people to be moved by it. And I just really felt like the Lord was, I always, when I ask the Lord questions, like he gives me answers through the word of God. So the Lord just, just gave me that wonderful parable about Jesus. When he said he, he gave those five, 10, 15 talents out to those merchants and those people. And when he gave them out, it was one of them buried them. One of them multiplied them two times over. And then the other one like multiplied it three times over. And I just think of it as like this analogy where God gives us these gifts and these stewards and, and we're all different. So he gives us different kinds of unique kind of things that we're drawn to and creativity and stuff. But I envision it as like God literally has, first of all, given me his word, his spoken word that's alive and active. And I've, I've come to let it have fruition and I've allowed it to produce things in my life. And from that, it's like, it's almost like a duty that I have that I feel like it's not just like some idea or some cool thing I want to do. It's like, it's, it's that, that, that multiplication of those talents that God's given me. So 
it's just this vision that I have to just change our world and just do it by love. And like love, it's not just driven by these emotions or by these things, but it's to do his commandments and that's to go out and make disciples. So that's like my driving force. That's awesome. Okay. Leah, what's your, how do you think, see all this? Yes. I see all this. Me and Abigail actually talk about this all the time and it's just like equipping our generation and giving them, let it, helping them find their own spiritual weapons. Yes. And I just feel like sending out these videos and we mm-hmm. actually had this conversation the other day from teenagers, a lot of the time hear better from other teenagers and people their age. And a lot of the times like a teenager doesn't really want to take the advice from an adult, but seeing their fellow peers and friends coming to the Lord and sharing these YouTube videos on and these other social media platforms, I could just like envision other people and this video and like this account getting spread and helping other people realize I could do that too. I want to start coming to the Lord. I want to make my own YouTube channel and just making more disciples to bring even more disciples and just bringing literal like heaven on earth and have everyone so on fire for Jesus. That's awesome. Let me just make a quick announcement here because I've had a couple of questions. People have been asking if they don't, if they can send in donations. Of course you can. We just have the give, send, go for the quickest way, but you're happy to send those in and you, the address is below the podcast every time. So yes, and we we just thank you for whatever your heart so calls. So thank you very much. Okay, so this is awesome. Now I wanna, I'm gonna kind of back and forth on you a little bit, both of you, because Leah, you have martial arts in your heart and, I, and that's a, a powerful discipline here. And I'm, I'm assuming that that's gonna be able to be part of some storytelling you're gonna do on this channel. I would assume. Definitely. What are you thinking about? Yeah. I'm honestly just thinking about, like for me and for a lot of other people on my team, jujitsu is such like a outlet and it's so empowering and it helps with like discipline, like physical discipline, because for jujitsu, you have to be by these certain deadlines and all stuff like that, but also like a mental discipline of fighting these tough battles and physically fighting. And I just feel like, you could use these stories and these physical things and connect them always spiritually. And one of the big things is composure. And I feel like when you're fighting in jujitsu, you can't be getting angry after losing or feeling defeated. And you have to always just stay really composed. And I feel like you could use that in an example in spiritual war and spiritual warfare so much, because when you're praying for people and you're doing these things, it's important to stay composed and keep just like not allow ourselves to get overly angry or turn like obviously be on fire for the topic we're praying for, but still keep a good composure about it. And I feel like jujitsu and any martial art really has such a connection to that spiritually. Abigail, you're, I would assume yes. you're going to be using music as one of your kind of fortes in this. You're going to bring this oh, together. Yeah. right? Yeah. 1000%. Like, that's, I mean, for me, I found like, I even tell people this all the time. Like, this is my like missing arm. <laughs> like, it's like, it's my arm. Like, like. And that's your, your guitar you're talking about, I, right? Your guitar you're talking yeah, about. This, yeah, this is my guitar. Yeah. Okay. And I just like, like, so the, the story of me getting into music was my family's really like music based. Like my grandpa does piano, guitar, and my cousin Judah, he's like, he's been doing guitar, piano for like three years he's actually he does like guitar and piano it's such a passion that he literally spends like six seven hours like every day playing 
because he's just so obsessed and he's just so on fire for God to worship and to sing. So this summer I went to his house and I was like, I just saw Judah's passion for the things of God and for music and for getting into the piano and guitar and stuff. And I just saw it and I was like, I want that. And it just was so contagious. So that summer I actually spent like a month at their house, which was really cool because Usually, like, you don't really spend a month at someone else's house. But since it was in Iowa, it was, like, so far away. And I was like, I really want to learn. So he taught me, like, every single day. And he's a really good teacher. And, like, from that moment on, it was, like, I felt like the Lord opened up, like, my mind and my, my even, like, my emotions. Like, I was allowed to put things, like, David, he says in, in the Psalms, like, come on my soul, like, hope in God alone, just things like that. Like I can just come to the presence of the Lord and like look to him and focus on him through music. And I think it's beautiful because it's like, it's like this open door. Like it's this open kind of realm that some people don't know how to like walk into, but through music, I can go through that door and I can go through that spiritual warfare and fight in that realm and fight in that level. And it's, it's something so beautiful that has just like, it's like, I don't know what I'd be without it, honestly. Cause it's my weapon and it's like, that's awesome. we're armed with our weapons. We can't go to war without them. So. All right. Well, that's really awesome because this one thing God does is he gives us these, these, give these talents, right? Obviously. Yeah. And those are tools for warfare. It's not just tools to sit and twiddle our thumbs. I mean, we're literally in the middle of a massive war right now. Right. And it's all spiritual. Yeah. And when I get so excited about hearing you two talk is because you're fearless in this. And, and that's that's so solid in what you're doing. Leah, let's let's talk yeah. about jujitsu a little bit. Because the discipline of the martial arts, obviously, calm mind, focus, center all the time. Those are constant, constant themes. I know they fit in music too, but we're, but for but you and Leah, we're, we're talking about this. Just like, you know, in the discipline of the sword, we sit quiet before we start. We literally start. I, I study Iaido which is the art of the sword, which is starting from our knees, literally. So you're literally there before the Lord with your sword. And every moment, every movement is a is a precise movement and nothing is wasted. Is that how you see part of what you do, Leah? Definitely. I feel like there's a lot of different people who have different ways where they go about jujitsu. And some people try to just go really fast and make like a bunch of moves in a row. And a lot of the times that ends up backfiring on them. And what I've noticed about jujitsu is a lot of the times you have to be, like I said, really composed and just keep waiting and be prepared. And it's like then once that person makes one tiny movement, you automatically know how to react and keep just continuously like flowing. And I feel like that's obviously something we do in jujitsu, but it's also something that you need to do in the spirit is just constantly like little jabs of spiritual things are thrown at us and we have to just know our next move right away and just be having these like this flow of prayer and just reading our Bibles and all of these things. That's really and good. So horrible. are you, what's your style? Are you doing Gracie style? Um, A little bit of Gracie. I just kind of, honestly, I've messed around with a lot of different types of like jujitsu. I do like some wrestling aspects, a lot of stuff like on the ground, starting like automatically on my back and stuff. Nice. So really, it just starts anywhere for me. So talk about that a little bit, and, and fighting from your back, because that's something where typically people see that as defeat. And I know in jujitsu, just like with with the Ida, what I love about it is the place you, you would think would be the weakest, which would be on our knees, becomes the strongest. So talk about that. Yeah. So for jujitsu, I'm not sure how many people actually like know a lot about it, but being on your back is actually one of the strongest positions you can be in because you have your legs and your arms to be able to 
push an opponent away or get on top of them or do these types of moves. And a lot of the times, like Scott said, being on our back is like a sign of defeat or like being on your knees is like not being in a strong position, but really you could work up from there. And I feel like to see God, we truly have to be flat on our backs, looking up at him and just hearing him and be fully humble. And it's just like that connects in a way because in jujitsu on your back is one of the places where you're strongest because you're fully able to move forward and advance your position. And it's just like that in spiritual battles is that we need to be fully before God, just humbly and accepting him fully. And then he equips us with these spiritual weapons to go out and use all parts of ourselves and all parts of him to defeat our quote unquote opponents. Now you've just, you've just done a whole ministry for your channel right there. That's awesome. That's really good. Abigail, talk to us about this, this sense of creation of music and speaking in the spirit and, and what that is in warfare for you. Yes, man. I mean, I think of, I love just applying it to scripture. Like you think of Joshua and when we face like troubles and tribulations of many kind, what's God's one commandment to be strong and courageous and to take on the land and to truly, to truly walk in that courage in him. And sometimes people go into warfare with this defeat and they go in in a way where they're like, I don't know how to overcome. I don't know how to do this, but you got to start claiming that. And I believe that this worship, when we come into worship and when we truly, it's like, it's that, that worship that, that takes you to a different level that it's able, like, I love this analogy where there's this, this like analogy where there's an Eagle and this Eagle goes down and, and you know, when Eagles get like snakes, they go down and they take the snakes off the ground. And once the snakes lifted off the ground, they don't have the, the vulnerability to take down the Eagle. But I believe that worship takes you to that different level and it allows you to fight and to win and take it on in a beautiful way where it's like, I, I not only enjoy it and love it and I find joy in it, but it's like, I'm fighting from, from a higher perspective in a way where I'm like, I am being strong and courageous. And I'm taking that land when Joshua was commanded to, to take the land, he blew those trumpets and literally walls crumbled down. And some people think like, it's just like these tunes or it's just these melodies or these words, but those words are so alive and active. Jesus said, get up and walk. And Lazarus got up again. And these words have power. And I believe it's so powerful when we coincide with the, these, these instruments that we have. And then we also bring beautiful melodies and we, we allow it to, to walk in that kind of spiritual warfare. That's the most powerful weapon we could ever have which is amazing. Yeah, it is amazing. You two make it. You, see, this is, this is something really, it should be a crime to make scripture boring. I swear. It should be like, oh, it should be yeah. a sin. You, you're lighting it on fire, which is exciting. Let's talk about, first of all, you two met in Flemingsburg, Kentucky, right? We actually, we actually didn't technically meet until the Dan Patch revival. Okay. Yes. We like, which is crazy. So like Michelle and Leah, it was amazing. So I met Michelle and Leah at the Night of Freedom and it was so good. And I came there just so expectant and ready. And as I was going there, Michelle and Leah just poured into me and they prayed over me. And, and it was at my uncle's church. It was amazing. And the spirit was so alive. And I was talking to them and Michelle just comes up to me and she's like, you're the number four. And I don't know if you guys have all heard this story, but I was like, what? What does that mean that I'm the number four? And then she was like, there are these groups the three girls that I met at Bards Fest and I brought them together and they're called to equip and take down strongholds in the spirit. And I was like, Oh my goodness, I want to be a part of that so bad. Especially like with being like homeschooled. <laughs> like, I just don't, 
it's sad because I don't really have like friends that I'm able to be with a ton uh, and let alone that people who are on like fire for God and people who are, her, who are like these amazing Jesus revivalists and um, Michelle and Leah just connected us to them and I met Leah and we've just been talking from there and just pouring into each other and doing these amazing, amazing events, amazing things where we're so on fire for God. And it, it's truly it's truly beyond words, like what God's done these past four months of us knowing each other. That's so, pretty awesome. Leah, let's hear yeah. your side of that. Your turn, Leah. So it was in Flemingsburg, Kentucky. And um, Michelle was speaking to this girl named Bonnie, who I know she mentioned last night. And she had like prophesied over her, like, there's going to be this group of girls and you're going to be one of them. And like this whole thing about how we're going to just be equipped and we're going to be moving in the spirit and all this. And then literally like five minutes later, I felt a calling to go over when I saw Michelle and Bonnie talking. And I was just like, you know, what? okay, I'm just going to go over. And I was honestly nervous. And I was like, I don't know, like whatever. And I ended up just going over there. And immediately Bonnie and Michelle were both like, she's the she's the first girl. She's the first girl. And I had the same reaction Abigail did. I was like, what does that mean? And it explained the whole like story to me. And I was just so amazed because I had been baptized in water earlier that same day at Bards Fest. And then it was like a few hours later, it was when we were up until like 3 a.m. praying the entire night. And then I was filled with that Holy Ghost and started speaking in tongues right as I went up to Bonnie and Michelle. That's awesome. And then like a few hours later, we had met the third girl. And then it was like, I think it was like the first week in November when Michelle was like, Leah, I met the fourth one. And then that's when we connected with Abigail, but we didn't officially meet until last Saturday yeah. at Zampach, like okay. in person. Okay. So for those that weren't listening to last night, I don't care. I want to hear the story again. You two <laughs> literally not only witnessed, but brought about a miracle of healing last weekend, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. I'm gonna, let's start with Leah and then we're going to go to Abigail. So let's go. Let's hear it. Yes. So it was actually crazy because I was already praying for this one little boy and I already was receiving like a word for him that he was going through like this storm and he had a stigmatism in his eye and his mom was asking if you could like pray for him and all this. And I was like, there's like storms raining down on you, but I see like a rainbow coming over you. And then after I was done praying, his mom was immediately like, he loves rainbows. Rainbows are his favorite thing ever. So I was immediately like so in awe of the power of the Lord. And then Abigail called me over and she was praying for this woman. And she was on her knees touching this woman's, she was on, Abigail was on her knees holding like this woman's knees. And Abigail was like, we got, like, I need you here. We got to keep praying. She needs healing in her knees. So I came down on my knees and we were both just praying and speaking in tongues and all this, praying for this woman to be healed. And then Abigail was still on her knees praying and I stood up and I was talking to her and I was like, there's like mental things and you have to let go of all of the like hard things in your past to fully be healed. And that God wants you to know that like you're safe now and you just have to let go of everything. And she was crying and I was like standing up, I laid my hands on her and Abigail had her hands on her. And then I was like, like, I know like standing this long probably hurts your knees and all that, but like God is healing you and you will be healed in Jesus' mighty name. And then she was like, I don't feel pain anymore. And Abigail looked up and she was like jumping up and down. And we and Abigail both immediately hugged her. And she was like, I have to share my testimony. And she was going about the rest of the night sharing her testimony about how at Tag and Becky's workshop that she was healed. That's fantastic. All right, Abigail, let's hear your side. Let's go. Oh, my goodness, man, Leah, you just like 
emphasize all that so powerfully. That is literally like, that's what happened. Like we came over to this girl and like, that was actually like the first lady I like walked up to, to pray for her healing. And I was like, I believe that there are some mental things that you're going through. And I like, I kept seeing like in the spirit and seeing things that I was like, this can't even come from me. This is only from the Lord. And as I'm, I'm speaking this into her, I'm like, there are these things that you want to release and let go of. And I kept seeing like this entanglement of her mind that she was being held in bondage and that the enemy was coming against her. And I was like, the Lord is allowing you to be set free. And she just, she just came to such a point of, I believe it was that surrender moment where she was like, God, I'm, I'm letting go of everything. And and there's something so powerful when we just let go, because it's like that, it's like that cup that Psalms, Psalms and David talks about. He says, you fill my cup. And if we have the things of this world filling in our cup, we don't give room for the Lord to fill that cup up. So I kept speaking that to her, like, you got to let go and you've got to release it. And you've got to allow the Lord to untangle those, those things in your mind that you can't heal yourself. It's only the power of God that can change and renew. And I was like, I believe that you're being set free from it. And I just, I felt there was something in the spirit happening with that. And then I wanted to to physically have that representation of like this, you have been healed spiritually and physically. So I'm like, what do you need healing for? So she's like my knees and my hips and in my, my ankles and everything, they're all in pain. And they're all, I've, I've dealt with this for like, I don't know how long she said, like five years or something like that. And I was like, okay, we're going to pray for that right now. And I was like, I just came in in doing this. I, I came in with the, the mindset that I was like, we're not just doing this to just be like those people like Elijah when when we talk about the Bible, Elijah and those other when Elijah calls to God, he calls to God and he believes and he knows that fire will strike down and take up that offering. But when these when we call out, some people call out in a way in which they don't truly believe it. So I came to a point where I was like, I believe that you're moving God. So I just stopped like bleeding and crying like, God, please, please, please. But I just stepped into that faith process where I was like, my faith is like the seed of a mustard. And I just started believing it. And the second that happened, I looked up at her and she just, she just started smiling. And I was like, wait, did she actually get healed? And then she was like, there's no pain in my knees. I'm healed. So then we all start jumping up and down, laughing, being just so joyful in the Lord. And I was like, that is God. (laughs) Yes, that is God. That is awesome. That is the power of Holy Spirit doing his thing and and doing great things. All right, so you two have been very blessed because you have been able to work closely with Michelle and Leah. And I and cuz I I I see that in you both. So talk a little bit about that relationship that you have with Michelle and Leah. Abigail, I'll start with you. Yes. Oh my goodness. I mean, so much like Leah and Michelle have poured so much into me and I just I I pray to the Lord all the time like it's crazy so at the night of freedom when I met them I was actually praying and I fasted for like a whole day and I was just like even like on my knees like Lord I desire for someone like this Elijah Elisha anointing someone that I can look up to that can be almost like a building block in my life in which I can come to them and be like I can look up to them and they can like set this pathway. And I didn't know what, how the Lord was going to answer, but I knew when I asked the Lord things, he's going to answer. So it was crazy. Literally like a month before I'm asking the Lord this for someone like Leah and Michelle to come in my life. I'm like going about my day. I'm believing that the Lord's going to do this, just waiting for it to happen. So on Halloween, actually October 31st, which 
I don't like saying Halloween because I don't like giving that day even to the enemy. No, we're we're taking that's going to be the day of day of peace and day of God is what that is. Yes. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. So night of freedom, October 31st, I go to this night and I I was just getting in the presence of the Lord. Uncle, my uncle Neil, they were doing worship and stuff. And as I was getting in the presence of the Lord, Leah and Michelle were like anyone who, who, who wants the fire of God, like the true fire of God. Like there are people who come here and they're new in a way to Christianity and stuff like this, but whoever really desires for that spark and that flame come up to the front. So immediately I jolt forward the front. I'm like, okay, I want this. And then Michelle speaks this amazing word over me. And I'm like, wow, like I'm just simply like in all of God. And that night was, I can't even begin to express like it could, I would, I could take like three days explaining how amazing it was. But from that moment on, Leah and Michelle just poured into me and I was we, we were simply changed. And, and then after that, like we exchanged like contacts and stuff like that. And we actually have Marco Polo and we just go back and forth, just talking about the things of the Lord. And Leah and Michelle just really poured into me. And it wasn't just like them teaching me. It was them setting that example and doing it themselves. And I could just look up to that and say, like, I see what you're doing and I want to be like that. And it, and it was the love of God that was just so transforming and so moving and, it was so powerful. That's awesome. Leah, let's mm-hmm. talk about you. What, yeah. Talk about Michelle and Leah in your life. Honestly, so similar to Abigail. They have just been like so motivating. So at Bard's Fest, I, like I said, I went up to Michelle and she was like praying over me and all everything like that. And then I started speaking in with my heavenly language and all of that. And then the next day I actually... We, me and my mom found Michelle again and Michelle prayed over us and she was just praying, like kept saying that she's seeing financial blessings and all of these amazing words. And we ended up just exchanging phone numbers, me and Michelle. And then it was like a few days after and I was messaging Michelle, like just keeping in touch and everything. And really, I really started talking to Michelle and Leah more once we made that big group with Abigail and everybody. And they started just pouring like, we always say like blowing on our flame versus literally putting logs into our fires for God. And I feel like they have just put so many logs. And like Abigail said, Michelle and Leah don't just say these things and give us this advice. They live by example and they set these examples for us to look up to and follow. And they also like fill us individually and help us just to come closer to the Lord, teaching us about third heaven prayers, teaching us about history that we're not taught in our school districts or in the di- in the curriculums nowadays. And they've just brought me so much closer to the truth of our nation and to God. And that- I'm just so grateful for that. And the way, like you said, Scott, that you see like them in us or us in them, uh, either way. But I just, that's like so like motivational to me that we're able to like anyone is able to have this type of fire and Leah and Michelle have just put so many logs in hours. That's fantastic. That's, that's great discipleship. And I think that's what I'm, I'm really seeing here, which is really so fantastic is where you were and how far you've come in just four months. Right. And, and, and the fire and the passion that's within you. Speaking of miracles, I want to just, I want to share this with you. This is a really big one. We do a, a Sunday morning, every Sunday from 7 a.m. Pacific, which would be 10 a.m. your time, for two to three hours. It's usually about three hours, which was today's show. 
we do a prayer and worship show, which is just nothing but prayer requests and calling on the and declaring healing and calling on the miracles of God. That's what we do every Sunday for about three hours. So this morning, we had a young girl um, who was in the hospital, and and she was just as a little little girl that was. Her name is Charleston, and she's been in the hospital on and off. They have not been able to find what's wrong with her. Her ammonia levels were way up, and they wouldn't come down. So we prayed and declared healing. And this evening, we got notice that she has now been discharged today. Her numbers have gone down, and she's stable. Amen. That's 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 the power of God right there. Oh, my goodness. See, there that's you go. That's the power of God. That's the power of God. That's good stuff. Wow. So oh, do you both— do you both sing? So, Abigail, you sing, right? Obviously, yes. and you can. I don't really sing that much. I do not sing. But but Leah did have a dream one time. You had a dream one time that you were playing guitar, which is just a dream. But like, I did have a dream yeah. one. Okay, so guitar. this is what yes. I want you two to start planning. Okay, mm-hmm. we're we're gonna we've got to get all this thing going with with Flemingsburg. And we're going to have an event in Flemingsburg, and it's going to be after the eclipse event, which is we're doing the Bars Festival. But we're going to do an event in Flemingsburg. I don't know if it's going to be May or or, or uh, May or June. We'll figure that out. I want you two to be on stage to minister and to sing and to do whatever else. So Abigail, you're going to be able to okay. sing and worship, and 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 Leah, you're going to be able to do. A, you're going to be one of our guests. You're going to be our guest team. One of our guest teams of ministering. Is that okay? Yes. I would love that. Okay. <laughs> Oh my goodness! I th- I, that's a that's so exciting. I would seriously love that. that so <laughs> I'm gonna be preparing. You better be preparing. This is gonna be good. This is gonna be great because you inspire, and this is what we need. You inspire your your love in, in the Word and your love of the Lord is just, is it's fire, and we really have to see more of that. Let's talk about your generation because this is on concerns for all of us, and I will tell you last night. And when you were on the show, both of you, the stories you're telling, one, I'm just, as you knew, I was like half the time my head was spinning on the insanity going on in public schools. And on the other hand, so much respect for the the strength and you're walking in and the authority of God and the fire that you're wanting to bring to your generation. Talk to me about, let's start with you, Leah, you bringing fire to your generation and whether that's, and this ties back to your channel, the passions you have in your heart. Talk a little bit about that. Yes. So I actually have been thinking a lot about what I think it was Leah said last night about me and Abigail having candles and lighting the fire of other people our age and younger and older than us. And I just find that so moving because that's genuinely my heart's like desire is to share the word of the Lord because God seriously performs these miracles in our lives. And there's these people who need miracles and they are turning towards witchcraft and drugs and all of these horrible things, thinking that they could find their answers. And I feel like through our channel and ministering and sharing our stories and these miracles and the miracles at um, Bards Fest and the Night of Freedom and the Dan Patch Revival can truly bring a new light into these teenagers and our generation's life. And I just feel like we have to just continue to share the word of the Lord and share scripture and be disciples and equip others and commission others to do the same and just light this entire generation on fire for Jesus. It's wonderful. I love that. Abigail. Yes, man. I mean, I believe that our generation is a generation of like questions. 
And I feel like people are questioning, first of all, like, first of all, they question, like, it's horrible that they question like their gender and their identity and, and these things that they, they desire for something greater and something deeper. And they look to these other things and these other sources in which they can find identity and they can find the answers. But it's like, you can't, it's like one thing or another. Like you give someone like chocolate ice cream or you give them vanilla ice cream. It's like, you can't just give them that one thing and say that that thing's better if you haven't tried the other thing. And it's like people literally, they take God out of everything. They take God out of schools, out of out of even just simply like people don't run outside and, and and do things that people used to do anymore. They're not they're not really experiencing life. And and as a generation who wants to find their identity and who wants to find that craving they feel deep within their heart that God's given them, that they simply have been suppressed of that. And I just want I just want with everything we do to just bring the fire of God and bring the anointing of God. And that just starts with, with acknowledging him and, and bringing him into everything. And, and within ourselves, like the greatest thing that we can do is, is lead our life in a way that is resembling of our father. And through that, we lead other people because people see the power of God, not through ourselves or not within our own way of doing it, but they see that. And, and I just want to be trailblazers for the kingdom of God. And I believe that's that's what our generation needs. They need to they need to find the answers, not in these other things, but in the in the fire and in the word of God that that breathes and that is alive. <laughs> I, I'm laughing because not at you by any means. I'm gonna tell you. Mm-hmm. We are we tell these messages and we talk about them to adults. And you two are preaching literally to adults as we should be preached to. And you're just, you're lit, which is what is just, I love this because you're lit with the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. And, you're, and you're hearing it. And then this is what is so powerful. It's great. All right. Let's talk a little bit about your parents, because obviously, I mean, the nurturing, we, we got a chance to meet your mothers last night, which was fantastic. Let's talk a little bit about that because that relationship is critical. The support you've got for your moms and your, and, and how they brought you along. Leah, starting with you. Yes. I'm honestly so grateful for my mom because she's just such like honestly like your mom said last night abigail that doing these things parents doing these things and setting that example for their children is so important because a parent can't reprimand their kid for doing all of these horrible things and then go and do these things in front of their children and then speak these horrible words over their kids saying like you're worthless because you're doing this and like you're unworthy of a future and all of these things. And these parents set these horrible examples instead of truly showing love towards their children and showing their love and expressing that God loves them. And seriously, God does love every single person. And it's just like teenagers and kids and our generation needs to hear that. And I feel like in strong like strong households there's a lot of love and a lot of light and laughter and like your mom said abigail like when they when parents mess up it's something as simple as just apologizing and saying like i'm still working on myself i need to get better can be so important for teenagers to hear because sometimes it's hard when i see this in like a lot of my friends houses when they're getting bad grades and then their parents are constantly reprimanding them and reprimanding them and then it's causing more stress for these things. And I feel like just saying, like, I could see that you're really trying on this subject. 
maybe I could help you study or maybe we could take a little break and go do this can really help uh, like our generation just take that reset and realize, you know what, I'm trying my best. My mom, my dad, my family still loves me and that's not going to change. And God's love does not change. And our grades and all these things are changing things. The things of the world are constantly changing every second, but God's love is the one steadfast thing in our lives. And I feel like that needs to be pushed in households so much more that no matter what happens, we're still going to love you. That's so good. Abigail. Yes, that's powerful. Yeah, I mean, I think I love just applying it to scripture all the time. But I think of that Bible verse in Proverbs where it says, train up a child in the way that they should go and they're not going to depart from it. So you think of parents as those are the very like literally you come out of the womb. The first thing that you see is your parents and they're loving on you and they're, I mean, the good parents are loving on you and protecting you and caring for you and nurturing for you. And I think of that Bible verse where it's not just, sometimes people think like parenting is like, oh, you just like, like Leah, I love what you're saying about like loving on them. That's, that's very powerful. But then like on top of that, it's that training process of saying like, like some people, they have this perception that you, you can't discipline your children. And I'm not saying you have to like beat them or whatever, not at all, but like just having that kind of like discipline, kind of you love them through how, how you treat them and how you, 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 you lead them in the way that is righteous. Like when you see a kid doing something that's not right or whatever, you're like, you, you, you see that you put them on the right pathway and through that, they're able to walk fully out of it. And it's just so sad when I see some parents who are like, you see their kids and some like spoiled kids that I see. And then I look to, to the parents and I just see how they raise them up. And it's like, those kids are bratty because they haven't truly been, been, I don't know, disciplined in a way, but then it, it just coincides with that and how, how it's a process of training, how, how parents, they have that responsibility to be like, I'm going, I'm going to be your, your lighthouses. And I'm going to be the ones who, who, when you go through the hardships and when you go through the pains, I'm, I'm that open door that you can come to me and we can talk about things and we can train you in a way that is right. And I also believe that it's so powerful when like a family comes together and in our society, people don't really do that anymore because people don't really eat dinner together and do all these things. They just go to their rooms and are kind of more like secluded in a way. But I think it's very powerful when a family really just comes together and just talks and has conversations and and reads the word of God and trains them up. And one thing that my dad's always done is like, I remember just being from like, like four, five, six, seven, we would read scripture like an hour, two hours, like every day. And he would like teach me and he just instill it in me. And then, I mean, as a kid, sometimes like your attention span isn't as long if you're talking for like two hours. So he made it in a way where like, you could kind of like make it fun to read the word of God, but they, they rose me up in the word of God and they taught me what that, which was righteous. And when I, when I fell and when I slipped and when, when I did things wrong, they were like, okay, we're going to correct you with this kind of beautiful love. Cause that's true. Love is, is, allowing you to follow the commandments of God. And that's what my parents have done to raise me in that way. Your generation probably lives with more stress than we've ever imagined. You're in a war literally every day in one fashion or another. Now, Leah, you still go to public school. Is that correct? Okay. And then 
And Abigail, I know you're homeschooled, but that doesn't change the pressures that are around you, whether it's social media, whether it's the, the conforming groups that are around you. I want you to talk a little bit about this because I think it's it's important for us to respect and understand the pressures you're under. You made some comments, Leah, about how when you get the, the stresses of school, you're trying to do the best you can. And I do believe that parents are very much in, in our my generation, other generations are out of touch with the level of stress that's around you. And I would ultimately say, especially from what we talked about last night, that much of that is demonic. It is an attack that's going on in your generation that you're warring against outside of trying to just survive. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, definitely. I feel like the already stresses of school, getting good grades and trying to like study for your tests and they're teaching you something one day, then the next day you're already being quizzed on it and just trying to have like that social life especially in like middle school and high school, a lot of kids put so much weight in like their quote unquote social status of like if they have a lot of friends or who they're sitting with at lunch. And that puts on like a lot of people wouldn't believe that. But for a lot of kids, that puts on extra stress. And then also knowing that if they go home with bad grades, they're going to have these crazy punishments and all stuff like that adds more stress. And then on top of that, there's these demonic pushes going on of people always bringing up like the trans agenda and all that. And then especially with our current generation going virtual for so many, for two, three years for COVID messed up so many people because they were cheating through all their tests, not really getting their academic like education. And then we're going into these schools and a lot of kids aren't understanding because they missed these like super important years of education. And that's adding just extra stress. And then, like I said, the trans and the agendas of the teachers and seeing other kids doing it, and then you're feeling lost. And then a lot of kids think that they can only turn to these evil things. And that's exactly what like, the devil wants is to make kids feel like there's no other option but to turn towards these evil things. And like I spoke a lot about last night, seriously, the only answer to those problems and to those stress and to those worries is turning to God and turning to other, like, other adults who are going to lead you to God and finding friends who are going to lead you to God. Because a lot of the times the stresses come from peers and teachers and your guidance counselors pressing you about your grades and everything and not having a real outlet to go to and escape that. And the demonic forces take that as an opportunity to press against teenagers and make them think like, well, maybe if I change my body or I try to I say I go by different pronouns and I do these things maybe it will feel a little bit less stressful and then in the end that adds more stress even if it may seem like oh that person came out as a man even though she's actually a girl maybe now she's doing better mentally but then that those demons are entered and it's really just destroying the minds and adding more stress in the end Abigail yes man I mean it's just, I keep like envisioning this like suppressing kind of weight that's over our school system and over our kids and over our generation. Like, like you, you put someone in this situation and you do all these things and push them through this and make these, them feel all this pressure. And then you expect them to be perfect and free from this. And you expect them to just come out like perfect and, and pain-free and stress-free and everything. And it's like, it's like, cause and effect like you do these things to, to them it's just the effect of what's what's happening in their world and it's like 
like these kids are stressed and they they want the answers and they want truth and they want they want to find true joy because if you if you raise a kid up without those things and you allow them to just be free and to just go out in the fields and and work in in the farm and do all these amazing things they don't have those things because they literally they're able to experience life and it's like they people put kids through these things expecting them to be all perfect and expecting them to feel pressure free and everything and it's just like let kids be kids honestly and let them let them experience these these young years in which they're they're growing and they're experiencing life and they have joy and they have laughter and and people stop them from that like when you're in school they just say you need to stop talking at every second you have to sit down for like 40 minute periods you have to just listen to the teacher and, and conform to these things. And kids want, they want to be free. And and sometimes they don't even know that they want to be free un- until they've, they've been taken out. And it's like they're in prisons and they don't realize it. And it's like the reason why you're feeling these ways is because you've been suppressed and you've been put through these things. And, and kids look to these other answers because they're like, this is the answer. Like you tell a kid, you should go to this thing because of this. They're going to believe it. I mean, they're like most kids are like, they don't have this strong kind of faith yet. And they're in a lot of ways, very gullible. So like you, you tell them these things and then they're like, Oh, maybe I'll, maybe I'll be able to be accepted. Or maybe these are the answers to my problems or my fears. And it's like, no. And these, these, these teachers and these adults are, are, are literally setting them on these pathways and then putting them through these things and then opening up that door. And it's like full range to evil. And then it's like, what, why do we live anymore? If that's what life is. And, and it's, it's honestly like, it, it's so that's the enemy's tactics. And the enemy is, is shining through all of this. And he's trying to, he's trying to suppress and bring this worry and that weight just comes to a point where it's like, you can take one thing and then the next and then it adds on and on. But then it comes to a point where you just break and you're like, I can't do it anymore. But that's what we gotta, we gotta bring life. And we gotta, we gotta give the answers to these kids who are feeling these stresses and who are feeling these things. And, and I I think it was amazing what Leah said about how I was expressing in my last, the last video, I was saying how I want to do these things like the YouTube channel and I wanted to worship and I wanted to do these things, but I just couldn't because I was so drained. And I feel like that's a lot of what the school system wants to do. They want to put you in school for eight hours and then expect like you're going to have all this energy and you're going to be able to conquer every day and you're going to be able to do this, but you suppress them all day and you can't anymore. And that's, that's why people are experiencing these things. That's good. That's good. Leah, you talked to yesterday, last night, I want you to share the story of bringing in cards that said, God loved you or God loves you. And scripture. Talk about that because it's so powerful because I think it gives us an insight into something so fundamentally simple. We make everything so complicated, I swear. And it's just so simple in terms of healing. Go ahead. So there's actually two things I kind of want to touch on. First about what Abigail was just saying. I do not remember his name, but at the Dan Patch revival, there was a young man there and he was expressing how he has like these some demonic ties that he wasn't even aware of. And then after Michelle and Leah and everybody was praying over him and he was freed from these demons, they were asking him like, what is every teenage boy's desire? And he was like, to go outside and play ball with my parents. And I feel like that sentence just shows so much that these young adult, like young adults, teenagers who have all these issues genuinely just want to go outside and play football with their dad or 
watch like read a book or watch a TV show in the living room with their mom and do these simple things. And that also goes into the God loves you cards. I was writing, I just felt like there has to be some sort of movement in the schools. And I felt like one of the good ways to start that up might just be putting out little words of the Lord. So I started, I was expressing this last night too. I was writing little, like just God loves you, some scripture, the Bible verse is like, God is within her, she will not fall. And I was putting them in the, um, in the, like some of the bathrooms in the hallways just around. And then I was expecting really bad reactions, kids ripping them up, scribbling all over them, stuff like that. And a few days later, I came back into my classrooms and they were put on top of the mirrors of just scripture of God loves you and all these verses and everything like that. And I feel like that is just truly such just like a showing that that is all teenagers genuinely want to hear and they don't want to hear all these evil things and just three simple words can move a generation that is so good abigail you make bows is that correct yes i do i actually finished mine today all right talk to me about this you're chopping down trees carving out bows and making bows and arrows or something is this right yes i love like being creative and using my hands and stuff. So the story behind the bow and arrow, I I go on nature walks all the time and I just talk to the Lord and I go on my prayer walks and I was out like in the wilderness, out in the woods and I saw this tree and I was asking the Lord and I just, sometimes when I talk to the Lord, I just like sit there in silence and he just speaks to me. And I was looking out at these beautiful trees and as I'm, I'm looking out, I'm like, Lord, what is my purpose? And what is, what is my destiny? And as I was doing that, I just like, it was weird, but I just looked at this tree and I was like, why not just chop that down and make a bow and arrow? So then I'm like, that'd be cool because maybe like the Lord's speaking to me and maybe through that thing, I can find some some form of like, I can actually use my hands and work. And through the process of that, the Lord is defining who I am in that destiny kind of relationship. So I'm like looking at this tree. I'm like, okay, I have my knife with me let's just chop this down. So I'm chopping down this tree. And then I live like in a really like, like new built neighborhood. So people probably thought I was crazy, but I was just carrying this tree behind my back, just walking home with this tree. So then I go home and I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I just kind of like thought about it, envisioned how I'm going to make this. I looked at it. I started getting my chisel out and then I just started like sanding it and everything. And it's, it's definitely taken like a little longer than I was expecting it, but like, it's cause I've like taken breaks from it and then gone back to it and stuff. But I literally am like so excited because I think it's really going to work. And I got my string today and the arrows today. But seriously, like I just, I look back at it and I'm like, that is so cool. I was able to make something that I never thought I could have made and I'm able to have fun with it. And through the process of it, I had all that time with the Lord to just speak to me and build and craft this beautiful thing. That's fantastic. Leo, are you, do do you do crafts or or things? I, so, oh my gosh. Okay. Can you guys hear me? My mic is like. You're good. I said it was off. I have no idea. But I, when I was younger, definitely was really into crafts and painting and everything like that. And then during COVID, I was doing a lot of stuff like that because I had a lot of free time on free time on my hands. And recently, I haven't been in touch with like that, like, quote unquote, side of myself. But when Abigail first started building that bow and arrow, I actually started 
having like an interest in making like knives and spheres and stuff like that. And I was doing a lot of research and I learned that there's certain types of rocks. One of them, I think it's obsidian. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it's called. Mm-hmm. And that that type of rock can actually be made to make like knives and bows yes. and all this and like arrows and all this types of stuff. And when Abigail first started talking about that bow and arrow, I was just so like inspired. And I kind of like that rekindled my love for making these types of things. And I started doing like a lot of research and I'm still trying to find somewhere that actually sells that authentic type of rock so I could make knives and arrows and all stuff like that. You two need to go to old school survival boot camp, which Michelle and Leah are a big part of. And I'm sure they're going to talk to you about that because you'll come out of there like you come out of there like skinning animals and making your own clothes (laughs) and getting the spears and and the knives and everything you need. And then pretty soon, like up in the mountains, you'll be conquering the world, which will be great. Totally awesome. Oh my God. This is good. This yeah, is really... everything in one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's good. Man. It's exciting, isn't it? Yeah. It's so exciting. Yeah. Like, I and I've actually, I actually built a bench as well. And we have it out in my living room right now. And I actually had that thing. Like, it was probably like two years ago when I built that. But I was like, one time I was at Lowe's and I was like, why not just build a bench? So, and it's crazy. Like most people are like, why would you think about building a bench? You're crazy. And I'm like, it's cool. And it's fun. So I didn't even like look up anything. I just thought it all together. And I probably spent like, probably like three days straight. Like literally that was the only thing on my mind. I was determined to get this bench and build it and make it perfect. So I built it, I stained it and now it's out and we have it in the area for storage we have out in our living room. So just stuff like this, it just, I feel like I have like a purpose and I know I already have a purpose, but it's like, it's that physical representation of like you literally built a bench or a bow and arrow. And I think it's so beautiful how it can correlate to how God gives us God-given destinies and how we can truly be creative and build things in and have visions and allow them to be multiplied in many ways. Jeremiah 6.16, this says the Lord, stand by the roads and look, ask for the ancient paths where the good way is, then walk in it and you will find rest for your souls. But they said, we will not walk in it. It's the dividing point so much of where we are right now. We are literally at that point. People deciding whether they want to go ancient path or whether they want to go the way that they were right? And the ancient past is literally where God lives in so many ways. So I'm, I know that you each have, you've, we've heard the discussion in different ways. I think that on your heart is land and animals and getting back to that basic place. Let's talk a little bit about that. Abigail, start with you. Oh my goodness. Yes. That has been like, we right now live in a city and I honestly, like, it's kind of sad because I'm like, I want to get outside and I want to use my hands and do things like this. And it really, that desire was like, I had it in me, but it was really awakened when I was like, Leah and Michelle also, they had such an emphasis on farming family and future and their like motto. And I was like, that's powerful. That's really good. And it really like got to me, like, I really can do these things. It's not just like an idea. So from that moment on, I had just such a passion to like get into these things. And I think of like the long-term, like, when we do these things, it's not only healing to our souls. It's like you, you, you garden a beautiful strawberry and then you just eat it. It's like you feel fulfilled and you feel like you really 
you really have amounted to something and there's purpose and there's, there's power in a generation that really does hold on to those things. And like, you think of like our current generation, like, especially like men, they need, they need to be outside and they need to live outside and hear the sound of birds and to hear the sound of the wilderness. And it's like, it's like true living is out in nature where God created us to be. Like you think of Jesus and his ministry, he went out and he was, he walked out and he was in the wilderness. Like he fasted in the wilderness 40 days and let alone that, like he went, his ministry was on boats and he wasn't confined to like some computer. He literally was a carpenter for like 40, 20 years. I think so the beginning of his ministry, but like Jesus set that example and let alone that, like there's such power in, in reuniting ourselves and finding that place of true vitality back there in that place of nature in true life. Leah. I feel like you said, Scott, about how the ancient ways God lives in those ways so much. And it's like the current ways is going to a grocery store and all this like non-organic food. And then like Abigail, you said like you could buy strawberries and like where I am right now, like we don't have a lot of room to grow a bunch of crops and all that. And it's like, we buy strawberries and we eat them and yeah, they're delicious, but there's a satisfaction and a fulfillment of planting those seeds and growing them and nourishing them and taking care of them. And then being able to eat those same strawberries. And it's like going back to these ancient ways and taking care of our own land, having acreage and acreage of property and having chickens for eggs and all of these things. And just like, instead of using like food at grocery stores and all that is so convenient, but going back to the original ways before all these like stop and shops and shop rights and all that were created and going back to our original roots. And that is just like, like Abigail said, like Leah and Michelle have instilled that like idea of family and farming and property and all of that even more and that's always been something me and my mom have desired is to get on more land and have more opportunities to nourish the land and do all these amazing things i'll tell you i want you both back on because i think this is you're so inspiring and i want your channel to grow and i want you to i want to encourage you to tell your stories because it's not just for your for your age group you, you really are bringing a lot of inspiration to the word and it's, it's here today. It lives in you. It's fire in you. And it's great to hear. We can light it up all we want, but when we start to hear your generation speaking that passion, you're speaking with wisdom. It only comes from Holy Spirit, both of you. You're, you're speaking beyond your years because you're listening to God. You're listening to the power of Holy Spirit flow through you. And you've been so well discipled to this point from your mom and each of your mom and your parents and, and Michelle and Lee have just done a tremendous job here in helping you as well. And I, I think it's such a blessing. It's a testimony to what good discipleship looks like. And you're speaking that and you're taking the mantles that you've been given and you're stepping into your generation and you're taking that responsibility and you're lifting them up. So I want you to, con I'm just encouraging you. If you need help in anything in your channel, you could hold of me. I know Michelle and Lee are a great resource and I can help you as well. We want you to succeed. And I want you to succeed. We're going to push this out as much Thank as we you can. Thank so much. Oh, absolutely. I want you, and we will push this out. And we have, you'll get to know Nikki. She's incredible. She runs our social media. And I know Nikki will have a passion to, to be assist as well. So she'll kind of help you through some of this. 
you need to get your, you need to get this out there because this is a sort of spark in life that we just we don't have enough of. Abigail, you need to make sure and record some of your music for your channel. I think you've done one already, right? And, and um, yes, right. And Leah, well, I, yeah, 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 I have. Yeah. Well, you need to do more. It's just that simple, <laughs> okay? Because I know you're composing yeah. too. Leah, you've got great wisdom in your martial arts, and don't. Don't even turn away from that. There's there's solidness in that, in the way of clarity and the calming of mind. I mean, sit still, be still, and know that I am God is so centered to even the martial arts and all that we do, even in music, because it's the only way we create, right? Because we have to feel it and hear it, and we have to walk it. So use those lessons, inspire your generation, but also know you're going to inspire adults. It's a fantastic thing. All right, I'm going to, we're going to, we always close with a prayer, which we're going to do different today because I'm going to let you two close us out on prayer today. I usually close it, but not today. But I, before we do that, I want to know if you've got some last words. So let's start with you, Leah. What do you have? Honestly, my last words are that we just got to keep pushing towards the Lord in these like hard times. And so many people are feeling like confused and doubt and worry about all these things going on in the world. But truly, we just have to keep pushing and pushing towards the most important thing, which is the word of God and staying in our Bibles and reading scripture and equipping, equipping ourselves and commissioning others as well. Because as much as we could get ourselves prepared for spiritual warfare, it's just as important to get your neighbors prepared and your friends prepared and just people you don't even know. And through like Bard's Nation and all these things, you we see so many amazing connections made of people that haven't even met yet. And it's just truly so amazing the Lord is working. And I just feel like in these difficult times, it's important to recognize the things that are going on, but also keep our head and our eyes on the things of the Lord. Abigail. Yes, that's good. I mean, I would say that each of us, like these things that we talk about aren't distant, distant and they're not just out there. They're not just like only the people who are special in a sense can do it like every we can all do these things and i mean it's like you think of the word of god like it's right here open it up read it and let it truly move in you and some people they read the word of god with a with a mindset and they're like i'm just reading it to read it to just get it passed to read it in one year or whatever but it's like it is alive and it is active and you can use these for the resources of life and you can truly create you can do these things that we talk about and they're not just they're not just for the people that God, like people are like, oh, that person is called or they're just anointed. And it's like, no, those people truly have stepped into that oneship with God and they have found true fellowship with him. And that is what true life is. And this is just my encouragement to just keep on keep in the fight and keep standing. The, the times when it's hardest is the times in which you're the greatest warrior. And it's in the times where the Lord gives the, the greater the the greater the pain and the greater the war, the greater the warriors warrior. become. And and we've got to just keep pressing our eyes toward that prize and keep focused on the Lord and keep gaze continually on him. And I'm telling you, once you step into that, it's like that waterfall. It is going to literally erupt inside of you and you're going to experience life like never before. And you're going to live and you're going to know how to find freedom and joy and laughter. And all of it is right in front of you and you can do it now. I just want everybody to, I'm going to remind everybody about something here tonight. That was a 16-year-old young lady, 15-year-old with Leah, who spoke before. You two are speaking with great wisdom, great words of Holy Spirit coming through you tonight, and bless you both. I'm going to let you two close out with a prayer. You decide who goes first. Let's light it up. Let's go. Either Let's way. Go. Either Leah, you, me? Uh, you can start. You can start. 
Okay, let's go. Dear Father God, we just come before your throne room. Lord, you are so worthy. And we just want to thank you so much for this fellowship that we have right now, that you are you are rising us up for the kingdom of God, that you are commissioning us and you are establishing us, establishing us that, Lord, we know that our religion is not confined to sanctuaries or to just buildings or to, or to just even our mindsets, Lord, but that our religion is true holiness and righteousness, Lord, that true religion is pure and undefiled and it is visiting those who are widows and those who are orphans in their need. God, I just pray right now that you would just begin to spark the flames of the people watching this today and in our generation right now, Lord, that your power and your anointing would begin to flow in such a supernatural way like never before, and that we would truly know the joys of stepping into oneness with our Father, and we would begin to desire and long for you deeper, God, and that this isn't just a desire, this isn't just a passion, but this is a lifestyle. Not only is it a lifestyle, but this is true freedom, and this is true life. And I pray that you would begin to open up the eyes that are blind and you'd open up the mouths that are mute, that don't have a voice and that aren't able to walk into this and that you'd give us a fire like never before to sing and to dance and to truly produce and to truly have life. And I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you would begin to rain down and that we would begin to experience the supernatural or that we would we would make room for the supernatural to take place and that that those parents who 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 have those feelings like I want to raise my children in these ways I want them to do these things that they would realize that it's right there for them and that you are literally giving them a key all they have to do is look at it look at that door and un unscroll it and let the doors open because we we have life and it's in the access and it, it's right here in front of us but all we've got to do is open that door and I pray Lord that you would begin to open up the doors of our hearts and open up our minds and our in our spirit and our being and that you would allow us to truly walk in oneship and truly walk in the joys of knowing you and finding you completely and fully in jesus name i pray amen, amen. leah father god we just humbly humbly come before your throne and we are so so grateful for this family and this community that we have father and we know that we are made for such a time as this and you've brought each and every one of these individuals who are listening and just in this generation and in past generations and in future generations father to make changes and father god we know that right now so many people feel lost and confused father and we just pray that you would that they would come and they would find you and seek you father and that you would meet them right where they're at father god and we are just so grateful for the wisdom for the abilities that you've given us father and for the spiritual weapons that we are equipped with father god and i pray for our generation and coming generations and past generations, Father, that they would begin to realize their talents are spiritual weapons and that we are prepared for spiritual warfare. And that's even though spiritual warfare may be scary to some people, Father God, we pray that you just shine your light on it and that these evil things and these things that people may find so scary, they realize that the light of you can get rid of all those fears and all that anxiety, Father, and that your light casts these demons flee and you cast out these demons the second that your light is shown is put on them father and i just pray that people would begin to encounter jesus in their yeah. dreams through their everyday life they would realize that these simple things are not simple these are not coincidences but these are proof of the living god of you father and we are so grateful that these things that these things are happening so grateful for the ministry for the blessing of the property in kentucky father we know that this is something that is happening because it is your will. It is not happening through us, but happening through you, Father God. And we are so grateful for the movements and for the 
abilities and the amazing things that are going to happen and the deliverance that is going to happen on that property, Father. And we are just so grateful for everything that you've brought to us and everything that we're able to do with you, Father God. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Father God, I just want to play a prayer of blessings over these two young ladies. You have given us inspiration and fire in the youth, and these two young ladies walk with Holy Spirit in their heart, and they light up the world. So, Father, we just pray a, a hedge of protection around each one of them, and we pray a greater armor and strength upon them than they've ever known before. This is a time now that they walk truly in the power of Holy Spirit, that they are declaring and, and, and decreeing as they walk, that they are going to light those fires, those brush fires that turn into raging fires for Holy Spirit and righteousness. And then as they speak to their generation, they will lift up many in their generation, for you are the spark of the forest, each one of you. Now take that spark and that light and light that fire and let it burn burn boldly within the hearts of the many that you encounter. Father, we just ask that you'll raise them up and continue to give them all the power and the blessings that they need, the resources at the tip of their fingers. Truly, the words spoken by Holy Spirit to wake up those in darkness and to lead them to light, to take those that are wandering the desert and then bring them back to the fold of Jesus. And in so doing, Father, let them continue to be the voice of of a generation, a voice of Savior, a voice of declaration, a a voice of salvation, a voice of repenting hearts. Father, these two are gifted. And so we pray the blessings and anointings of Jesus upon them. And we declare these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Very nice. Amen. All right. You two are are on fire. It's good. It's good. I want to thank you both for coming on tonight. It's an absolute pleasure. It's a pleasure. Yes. I I loved it so much. And like, just, man, doing these things is so like, like I have these things in it. It's it's amazing when people like appreciate it and people really do fan that flame. So thank you so much. You're welcome very much. Leah, yes. thank you very much. Thank you. So I just saw a picture, by the way, of Abigail's bench. She just like made from her mind, from the power of Holy yeah. Spirit. This isn't just a normal bench. I'm just going to tell you, this is like something you'd find out at, at Pottery Barn. I'm not kidding. It's beautiful. Nicely done. So that's good. Thank you. So, all right, ladies, thank you very much. You two have a very blessed night. Of course. And God bless you both. Yes, thank you so much. You're welcome. Have a good night now. Patriots, that's inspiration right there. That is Abigail and Peterson, and that was Leah Luma. And, and, and these two are on fire with Jesus, and they have... Leah's mom had listened to, it's Kim, has listened to Bars Nation for four years. They both have been discipled by by Michelle and Leah Faith of Resistance Chicks. You can see the power of great discipleship and great parenting. It's right here. And it's just ultimately empowering these two young ladies to just walk in Scripture, walk in the Word, and truly be there in such a powerful and wonderful way. And it is inspiring because this is what the, the faith and the, the f- future of our generation is. It's, and it's so simple. I mean, this is what we keep hearing is all these kids are missing is the true love in Christ. And you hear with a gener- from one generation member to another, they're literally lifting these kids up with just the power and glory of Jesus. So that's where the action is. This is like ground zero of the trench war against Satan himself. And these two young ladies are walking in and winning. We need to continue to raise up this generation and give them all the resources and prayers we possibly can. It's exciting. Now, a couple of last things just on this fundraising. People have been asking, are we going to use PayPal? Are we going to use Venmo? Are we going to use Zelle? I don't use Venmo, but I will set up underneath 
the Give, Send, Go, at the bottom of the Give, Send, Go, I will put the mailing address, I will put the PayPal email, and I will put the, um, the Zelle uh, email. So you can use any of those you wish. We are blessed with all the resources coming in for this. Thank you very much. It's exciting. And we're not, I think we're going to make our goal. This is God's move here. And this is going to become our national home for a massive center for Bards Fest, Bards Nation, and truly the development of Ecclesia in the, in the true sense of developing the saints for the work of the ministry. So let's continue to pray there and continue to raise that up. So we just close with that prayer. So Father God, who's going to ask you to continue to, to bless us with this move now to acquire this, this facility, this land out in, in Flemingsburg, Kentucky, um, Mandolin Farms. And it's just truly the place to be where we can come together, we can camp, we can, we can build fellowship, we can have our, our coming together through, through preaching, through the ministry, through the whole works of what it is to develop the work of, develop the saints for the work of the ministry. So we ask for your blessings, Father, all the resources we need and a blessings over all of those in Bars Nation. However, they're, they're called to sow into this with prayer or however, and we thank you for this wonderful heart that we have in this community and bless this all in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. All right, Patriots. That show just made me so excited. It just like gives hope and spark to the heart. So I hope you enjoyed it. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time and this place for just such a time as this. We're at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land, expand the kingdom, subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I will see you tomorrow morning for Bended Knee. Until then or until the next time, God bless, good night, thank you, and out for now.
chasing mountains I can't climb. Holding out for heroes in the night. I find myself here in the dark. We learn to fight and learn who we are. But I am raised up to face the stars full of light. And we Sometimes it takes all you get to get. 